0: Thank you for the time off. Not nice to see Leafs. I, I did not enjoy tonight. Austin Matthews scores a hat trick. He puts the cape on, but the Leafs are five and six. You can say it's loser points. You can say whatever you want. It's a team that has gotten, has, I would have told you at the beginning of the year, Austin Matthews has more goals than anybody in the NHL through 11 games. He's mm-hmm. got three hat tricks. And I told you to guess the record. What would it be?
1: I don't know. Probably more than a, Above five hundred, probably. I would I would I would I would hazard a guess that they would be above five hundred. But yeah, it's uh it's starting to get into the concern zone here. Uh we're now into September, into November. They always talk about October being the slow starting month. And we're now into them like kind of looking worse after coming back from that road trip where they were pretty good. And like pretty much everyone outside of the core four has been no good the whole year. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I mean, I guess you talk about Riley's been good. You know, Geo gives it all he's got. Brody's gotten better. But, like, Mm -hmm. outside of the core four, they're getting nothing from anyone. And it's like tonight. You have a guy who scores a hat trick. Marner scores the other one. And you get nothing from anybody else. And you lose a
0: game to the Sabres that you probably should have won. starting. this is the thing for me. This this is is the the worst supporting cast right now. They're terrible. It's, it's starting to drive me nuts. This, this team was supposed to be built with the idea that there was going to be an offensive identity, right? That mm-hmm. this was going to be the group. That they brought in Bertuzzi. That Nyes was going to be here for a full season. That, hey, Max Domi, for all his warts, was going to be an offensive impact player. He was going to frustrate you in the D zone, but he was going to be able to score. He was going to be able to set up players. He was going to create for others. That's happened in one game. I, I tweeted this after the game. Leafs forwards? They have four even-strength goals this season. Four in 11 games. The guys that aren't named Garner, Nylander, and yeah. Tavares. It's a joke. They yeah. they don't have that identity yet. And so, sure, could they find it? Could it end up being somewhere? But I just see no force throughout this lineup unless it's the top line going, which has found itself great. It, it has really found something over the past couple of games. Mm-hmm. Nylander, Tavares have been phenomenal for most part this season. Thought maybe a little bit of a sleepier one from Nylander tonight, but whatever that he's had i'm not going to expect them to be aces every single night there is just those guys leave the ice and it, it just feels like they're killing a penalty yeah
1: it's uh one-way traffic so i don't know where you want to start here i mean this, like yeah i <laughs> i you know bertuzzi that conversation about bertuzzi has been going on and he had, he looked like he was trying hard for the first half of the game then he went away again i thought you know, Max Domi. I guess it's all the new guys that they've brought in that are just not contributing at all. And mm-hmm. I guess the big question that I want to ask you here is: Are they good? Like, is this more indicative no. of what they are? Like, are they going to be a team that's fighting for a playoff spot? Because I'm starting to believe that maybe they are. That maybe they are down towards the bottom of the Atlantic Division in terms of fighting for a playoff spot, maybe into that wild card area. Because if they don't start getting something more from their supporting cast, man, they're going to have a really hard time winning. It's really, really glaring to me watching the non-big-boy shifts, how bad it looks. And I I don't know about the coaching, I don't know about all that, so we can get into that, whatever, but like, they just seem to have, like you said, no identity. They're supposed to be this harder team to get play against with guys who are snottier and they don't do anything. There's no pushback or no, like, even it didn't even say like there was any emotion in a game where it's like all they're talked about is how soft they are and they just look like there's no contribution. So I, I don't know. Like, are you starting to worry here? Because I definitely am.
0: Yeah, I, here's what I would say. Worried in the sense of, do I think that they're going to miss the playoffs? No. Worried about the signings? Yes. Oh, yeah. All along, I, I man, I've said this. I've been on record about this the entire way. I, I liked the Bertuzzi signing. I really thought it saved the Leafs offseason considering the amount of talent that they were able to... It, and not all of this was tree living's fault i get it because it was a position that he was put in where it's it's jumping late in the game you've got a ton of what fo- we're leaving a ton of players that were leaving some guys that just frankly did not want to be back like ryan o'reilly as a hat trick tonight right mm-hmm. didn't want to be a maple leaf nothing can do about it but so far i i have to wonder about the the mercenary aspect of this team of just how much they feel like they can actually imprint an identity or how much they even care to because you're right the, the issues that I have with the team so far is that, okay, if you're going to be an offensive team, which is what we thought they were going to be with Klingberg and with Bertuzzi and Domi and all these guys, again, mm-hmm. that they geared this team towards, score some goals. Have yeah. more than four goals that are even strength outside of 11 games. It's just, it's just frankly flat out not good enough. And you just got called out by your head coach the game before. You just had an embarrassing night against the Boston Bruins, and it was. You might have scrapped and clawed for a point and played a competitive yep. game. But, you know, they're leading Hockey Night in Canada in the second intermission with Elliot talking about these guys saying we're going to defend ourselves or whatever the hell the quote is. Even though this has been a million times over, these guys have said it a thousand. Oh, we're going to defend each other. And then it just, it never happens. It never materializes. The toughest guy in the team can't get on the ice for more than two minutes without absolutely killing this team. Yeah, Like the one goal tonight, right after Leafs tie-in. He's
1: minus minus two in what, eight minutes tonight? Like, I I don't even know if he played nine nine minutes and he's minus two. two.
0: You ever wrestle with a drunk person when you're not drunk? That's <laughs> a weird analogy. but And they're kind of lumbering towards you and you just can step aside and grab and go like, no, yeah. this isn't happening. That's briefs on every four check. He's like, I'm a common. And the D or the forward breaking it out It's like, <laughs> I don't care. Take your time. I'm already gone by the time you get to where I am. and by the, And I'm moving the puck out and you're going to be stuck behind. They don't seem grittier. They don't seem tougher. They no. don't have secondary scoring. And they're clearly not better defensively. And the goaltending has had some really nice moments. Samsonov was good. Wall has had some good moments. Yeah. But they've also had their downs and lulls. It's it's not a team that's built on a goaltender identity. It's no. the core four. And those four guys have been great. And oh, the irony of this group. If these four guys finally put it together for a complete season, and then the rest of the team around them is just the worst they've ever had.
1: Yeah. Um, it's You're talking about the separate thing with the, the mercenaries. Borny's been talking mm-hmm. about this all week on our show. And it's just it really does feel like it's two separate teams. It feels like it's, you know, the core four plus Riley, I guess. And those are the only guys that are really Mm. signed long-term. I guess Camp and Yarncroc are here past whatever, but I don't think they're definitely in the club. But it's just like, it's... Well, Camp
0: isn't supposed to score score goals, and I actually think Yarncroc's been good.
1: Yeah, but it's the core four, and then it's everybody else. And it's all these guys Mm. that are coming in here to cash in on playing in Toronto, like looking ahead to win the Caps, going up a Pertuzzi and not wanting to lock into a long-term contract. Domi coming here, hopefully looking for a home and he's on his 10th team in the last two years or whatever, like he's coming in here, like it's going to be his his final resting place and he's going to be a Leaf for the rest of his career. It just really has always felt like the mercenary thing. And it's, how is it, like if you're a guy that's playing in the, like uh, outside of those guys, how do you not feel it? How do you not look at those guys when they're playing by far the most, They don't really have any accountability. Those guys never get benched. They never... They can just basically do whatever they want. They play the whole two-minute power play, basically. Like, everything is geared towards them. And I don't know how that mercenary thing doesn't set in. It's human nature. It's impossible for that to not be that way. I I don't know Mm -hmm. how... And it just feels, this year, even worse than it ever has. Because the the mercenaries are higher paid this year. Like, the Mm -hmm. Domies and the the Bertuzzis and the Klingbirds are all... They're all higher paid, so there's more pressure inherently with getting more money, and it's still like the we're here, we're gone after next year thing. It's just a
0: really weird mix this year that really hasn't worked. Can I tell you something, though? And, and this is the part, uh, this will be an unpopular take. This, yeah. this one will get lit up in the chat. Mm-hmm. But actually where I put some of the blame on the star players, right, is that they're always looking for the accountability quotient from the other guys on the team, Right. It's always bring in Ryan O'Reilly. He's going to be the team dad. Bring in Jake Muzzin. Yeah. He's going to be the team leader, right? And, and to me, uh, again, as an outsider, but when they, when they brought in Reeves, right, what did he say? Oh, I, we heard the room is quiet there, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he openly is able to say that about this leadership core. I, I've always said that it needs to be the Matthews and the Marners. And and I don't think it's ever going to be the Nylanders and Tavares can do it, but it just doesn't feel like his voice maybe resonates with these guys the same way. It's always felt like Scotty Matthews and Marner that start to hold these guys more accountable, that they're the ones with the quotes, right? You know, when McDavid has a really like the Oilers are in a tailspin right now, Terrible. and you know that McDavid is going to say something, right? McDavid's a vocal leader. He's going to address his disappointment with the team tonight. He talked about death by a million cuts with the Oilers, just basically pointing the blame at everybody yeah. on the team. I never get the sense that Matthews and Marner are those guys. It just it it doesn't it feels like they want to lead on the score sheet, which is yep. great, but the other stuff it just it, it's never really felt like it's there. and and I've always thought it has to be one of them that pulls someone aside and says, this is what we need from you, Bert like this is what we need from you. It can't just always be Sheldon Keith because he's been doing a dance forever and outside of him getting to cut Jimmy VC who he couldn't stand Vanilla. I, I don't know how many guys the messages come through to again, this is a team where they were called out publicly. I thought that they were going to come out with their hair on fire tonight. Yeah. And it's what, example, 1,966 of you think the Leafs are going to have real jump. They play a team that has played three games in four nights and they were just willing to, I call it the chameleon team. They were they were like, well, how are you going to play the game tonight, Buffalo? Are you going to kind of coast for the first period and a half? Yeah. And then we're going to have to play some catch-up? Okay, cool, we'll play that game. They, It's what I'm talking about with the identity and the forcefulness with this group is... They're too far down the line to have it this way all the time. And so, yeah, it's a new group. They get time yeah. to coalesce. They'll, we'll probably have a different narrative come, you know, February. But I, hope so. I would say that there are some there's some pretty big warning signs here, brother. Like, there, it's not sunshines and rainbows to start the season.
1: Yeah. You talk about them getting called out in the media. If you have to have a team meeting about how to respond to somebody dirtily hitting one of your players into the boards, you're probably not going to win a whole lot. Like if you have to have a meeting, a,
0: pardon? Not a have a, it, after not fighting, you yeah. might be a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> what that? that's Like, like why
1: are we talking? Like, you know, it's just, if a guy goes in the boards, you just jump him. That's what happens. That's hockey. That's if you have to have a team meeting about it, it's probably not a good sign. So yeah, like I watching tonight, you really felt like it was going to be one of the nights where there's like, well, Matthew's put on his cape, like you said, and they're going to find a way to win this game. And they just don't. Right. And then it's, If this keeps Mm -hmm. happening, is it, I don't know, like too early? No, I don't want
0: to, I don't know if I want to go where I was thinking about going, but continue. So then don't just, I'll ask you, can you remember a shift from a certain, any forward outside of the top six tonight where you went, that was a nice moment because I have one and it was Domi sliding to make that save at the very end of the game. That's the only um, moment that I have from the other forwards in this in this one where I thought, wow, re- really good game, a really good night. Like, did did you you see anything from Nye's nice tonight where you said, man, that was a good shift? You no, Domi have a good sh- like anybody. I thought, was there one I thought moment where you thought
1: I actually thought that the fourth line had a couple like positive moments in the first period, and I was like, oh man, like they actually look half decent tonight. And then mm. the third period and second period happened where it was not as good, but I like Gregor again. He did the Gregor, flew up the, the ice gre- a couple times. The Gregor is red hot recently, where he just flies mm-hmm. up the ice and he pounds one off the end glass or <laughs> hits one straight into the pillows of the goalie, but he's flying out there. He's he. he there's a couple times where I've noticed him, so he really is new grabner, Buddy, he new plays, McCabe. He
0: plays eight minutes a night. He yeah. better fly, you know, yeah. and there's no accountability for him to ever score because no. he's not a finisher. He's, but, he's got a pretty simple job. Everybody likes Gregor, but ultimately, like, what, what, what is it you say you do here?
1: Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I really can't think of one moment outside of any of that stuff that I like to play. I guess Bertuzzi's not a bottom six guy, but he's been playing in the bottom six. I like to play where he's with Tavares and Tavares is fighting mm-hmm. for the puck and he kind of gets knocked off of it. And Bertuzzi goes flying in there and smashes a guy into the boards and takes a puck off him, takes it towards the net. I'm like, I watched Tyler Bertuzzi play hockey for his whole career. When the Leafs played the Red Wings, I hated going up against that guy mm-hmm. because he was so effective and he was all over the place and he was in the, everyone's face and in the goalie's face and he's flying around and you just haven't seen it. And I, I don't know what it is. Is he fighting it because he does, the, the coach doesn't like him right now and he's fighting confidence issues or whatever, but like they got to pull out of this. He is a guy who's making, is he the highest paid forward outside of the core four? He's got to sure. be, right? So it's yeah, like, they need twenty to thirty goals out of him for this to work, and how many does he have? Two. It's it's just he's got to find a way to to get it going
0: here. I thought he was better tonight. I didn't yeah. think that he was forceful. And to and to your point, it was like I think he's been so bad that just seeing him do some of the little things tonight play well, a little bit Well, You better harder. go
1: out there and fly around after being grilled by Toronto for three days. Like it's for you sure. better you better have your have a bee in your bonnet,
0: buddy it he's been now one of the bigger stories for this team i i told you i didn't in a text i wasn't doing the show but i, yeah. I really didn't like him smiling at yeah. Marshan on the bench when reeves yeah. was talking i know you think it was just him yeah reacting in a I way mean, i've smiled
1: cur- sarcastically at idiots on the ice a million times in my life so like i can't really sit here and say <sighs> that like i didn't i didn't love what he said this morning but when you have a bunch of media guys that you see every day surrounding you Asking you about something that happened three days ago, basically calling you out for doing something, you're probably not going to have the best response. Didn't necessarily love what he said, but I like I, I didn't think it was as big a deal as everybody else did. But like, I want this to work because I want to like this guy. But it's been pretty, it's been pretty hard. Like it's Buddy, everybody wants
0: to layers. Yeah, this is the big number with some people is that it's just like oh Toronto media jumping down guys' throats ten games in. It's like. Yeah, man, there's expectations here. That's what yeah. it comes with. And if you sign the mercenary deal, right, it's supposed to be under the guise of you're going to play your ass off and you're going to earn a big contract yeah. because you, you cash in after the one year. And I know that, uh, you know, Bertuzzi, yeah, two goals and assists so far this season. You, you mentioned that he, what, he, he got a contract offer from the Bruins that he turned down and yeah, he I think wanted he did. to think, next year. He keeps playing this way. He's going to be NHL Dennis Schroeder. Where it's you turn down the $70 million contract or whatever. <laughs> or Klingberg. And year, you're getting the nothing. Yeah, exactly. You're Klingberg. You're good. Yeah. Hit. Klingberg should be telling him, actually, hey, man, yeah, I've, Take the I've deal. lived your life. <laughs> you should have taken the deal. If you were going to play this way, you should be taking oh, the deal. Oh, man. I, I don't know. Man. I, I don't like. I I usually hate judging some guys individually for compete or heart yeah. or guts or yeah. whatever, because I just think. It, it's a little tough sometimes when I'm sitting there on the couch with oh, a you course. know burrito stain on my shirt. Oh, yeah. Crushed but half a wheel. Tonight I don't
1: sit there with my shirt off. It's tough for me to yeah.
0: sit there and be like, <laughs> this guy,
1: guy's not trying.
0: <laughs> you guys, don't even try. Poor Gio again. Just oh. Gio just grinding out there, giving it his all. I just, I'm not seeing the fiery passion no. that we're supposed to be bringing. And like, I'll just say it. Makes me miss Bunting. At least Bunting invoked emotion, right? At least Bunting was getting yeah. under guys' skin and pissing players off and causing them to take penalties. So far, yeah, I know, you didn't like Bunting. Can't I'm just saying that. that right now, right yeah. now, what did Bunting end up getting, for? Yeah, I think for like, I think like 4.75 for four, maybe? Yeah, all I'm saying is Guinea Bunting and what he brought over what Bertuzzi has given the Leafs so far at more money, well, it's yeah, no I mean,
1: I mean, having literally one of the best contracts in the league on your top line,
0: it's pretty easy to be like, Yeah, give me no, that. No, I'm saying, Give me, no, I'm saying, Give me the four and a half over the five and a half for twosie Yeah, he has eight, he has
1: eight points in 11 games so far this year in the Carolina Hurricanes, three goals, five assists. So he's had a pretty good start to his year.
0: Um, and the canes gonna stink.
1: Yeah, they sneaky, they're surprisingly bad, which is like, there's everyone's favorite. Down, All the analytics so... guys love them, but yeah, they, they've had a tough know, start.
0: Looking... Either way, I just, I, I like we're kind of going in circles so we can move on, but yeah. I'm not seeing the snot. I'm not seeing no. the secondary scoring. I'm not seeing the attention to detail. I'm not seeing the buy-in from the players. I'm just seeing Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and Mitch Marner and John Tavares playing really well. And again, I think Yarncroft has fit well on the top line. Yep. Really liked his play tonight, the pass that he made to break out Marner for the breakaway goal. Good play by Riley on that too, by the way, just sneakily. It was just very patient. He gets the puck. Like he intercepts it, but then it's just a nice yeah. calm, easy play. Boom, boom. They get that goal and you think, oh, okay, good. Leafs are gonna be off and running and they're gonna dominate this team. Sabres yeah. are gonna wanna go to sleep. Sabres they they love beating the Leafs. They oh, yeah. they just they come into Toronto now routinely and beat this team. And they're without Dylan Cousins, they're using their backup goalie. They're on a back to back. It's three and four nights, and they still outshoot Toronto, they still outplay to Toronto. They I thought looked like the better team for the vast majority of the night. Um yeah. yeah. Good for them. Are, they're just a gutsy team that gets up for this game. Yeah, they they
1: just have guys, like, they're not yet. I don't think they're ready yet. I still, still think they may stink a little bit. Like, I don't know if they're yet going to be in the playoffs yet. But their guys are just, they're just grittier, man. And that's what it comes mm-hmm. down to, right? It's just, you look at the core four of the Leafs, and it's just the same conversation. And we've had it a million times. But it's just like, they're never, the team takes on the personality, always has, always will, for as long as they're here. So. We can we can move on. well,
0: I, I think that to me, the moment of the game was the start of the second period. is just Toronto comes out and they have a power play to start it, and the power shorty. play is lethargic. It's nothing. They give up the shorty. Uh, and then right after, it's two lazy penalties that are taken by both Camp yep. and Marner. Somehow they kill they kill that five on three. They get away from it. And the game doesn't Toronto like never lets the game get away from them. But this is it where you just you have an opportunity to step on the neck of a team that is probably ready, is probably ready to say, okay, we've got the excuse built in here. We yeah. fall down two goals, we've got the excuse to dog it a little bit here. We're gassed, we're tired. We're not gonna our coach isn't gonna put us through bag skate after yeah. a, a bad loss on in a road rink after uh, our fourth our third game in four nights. Just give them a reason. And Toronto just let them hang around in yeah. this game. And I, I thought that the second period was flat out embarrassing. Like what where was the energy? Where was the tempo? Where was the anything? Like, what the hell is that? That is just Could god some- awful. <laughs> Can someone just run someone through the
1: boards in one of these moments? One like, time? When, like and when somebody like when you're playing like this and you're quiet, isn't that when Reeves is supposed to jump on the ice and smoke somebody or get their gloves or you go with the goal? Anyone. But, like, you can run into somebody after the whistle. You can go to the front of the net and yeah. scrum it up a little bit and punch somebody. Yeah. Like, you can still do things that, like, get the people a little bit excited. Like, the play mm-hmm. does stop when he's out there at some points. Like, you know, it does – he just never does anything. Like, it's mm-hmm. the complete opposite experience here. He, like I say, he was dash two in nine minutes tonight. He – why is he on the ice in a tie game with seven minutes left in the third period, why is he on why the is ice? He on the ice right after you score a goal, like so. We all we're all good with Keefe
0: still. That's what I want to ask you. Here's the thing: I I, I don't. I I can understand people with the cases against Keefe of hey, you've had the same voice in the room like yeah you know too much tinkering with the lines but mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks he's kept the lines together there hasn't been nearly as much blending he's given these guys an opportunity to find themselves like is it Sheldon Keefe's fault that he's got Lagesson and Lajoie on the blue line nope. is it Sheldon Keefe's fault that Samsonov didn't show up to start the season the like or the way that he did start the season is it his fault that the Leafs just have completely dogged it in a bunch of these games is it is it Sheldon Keefe's fault That Tyler Bertuzzi just can't get going. You could argue that the dogging it is coaching. Yeah. All right. I guess if you think so, I just, I'm having a tough time blaming the coach for a game like tonight where all he did was try to play his best players. He's putting his, he's, man, the, I read somewhere the other day that the fourth line is starting more of, they're starting like 49% of the time in the offensive zone. Yeah, Yeah. It's the most on the team. He's doing his absolute best to shelter those guys and there's nothing he can do. It's yeah. they they start in their own they start in the the ozone and they end up with the puck in the back of their net like is it is did he give Ryan Reeves a, th- a three year contract did like what what is he not teaching Matthew Nyes to score more to provide some secondary scoring is is he holding back Max Domi in some way Given Max the ice time he gave Bertuzzi the seventeen minutes night Bertuzzi didn't do anything with it that was overly meaningful like. Yeah, I I, I just I know, listen. I hear all this. I stuff. have a tough time laming this at the feet of the coach right now. Okay. But
1: you know, it's funny. We cover sports for a living. You know how this stuff works. And sure. I think, I think I if think, it
0: continues to slide this way, they're going to look for something else.
1: Well, I think if it continues to slide this way, the conversations are going to get louder and louder and louder. And mm-hmm. I'm not being the first guy to say it here. And I'm not trying to say this, but like it's going to get hot here soon. And you can feel it. The stuff in the media, the way he talked today about how appalled he was by the response the way he's mm-hmm. talk like it's just the new guy's not fitting in him already rubbing uh the wrong way with the highest paid offseason guy with with bertuzzi you know the the general crappiness of the team I know it's not all his fault, but you know how this stuff works, and the conversations to me are gonna start getting really loud and we're part of it I'm not gonna sit here sitting yeah. in a screen talking about the lease and saying I'm not gonna be part of it but like mm-hmm. I sent out a I sent out a tweet. On the second intermission, just saying how we feeling, Leafs fans. And there's a lot of Keith talking there. A lot there's of, a lot of a lot I think that's usually lowest of, common denominator. Yeah, but I, I, it just—it's a long time here now, man. It's you know, yep. He got hired a while ago. Like, there's been a lot of scars with this guy, and like, like it's—it's mm-hmm. really—it's just heading towards a, a boiling point to me. So this All I say is this can sound stupid, and we had this conversation last year after they got beaten overtime by the Ducks. We had this conversation and it turned out being stupid. I think they set the record or whatever. So I'm happy to be wrong, but I just feel like it's kind of coming to a boiling point with Leaf fans. They're starting to feel it.
0: I I was pretty critical of the way Keith was coaching at the very beginning of the season. I I don't love when it's brand new players and it's constantly blender. I I know that a coach's job is to try to find guys who have it on any given night and giving Mm -hmm. them extra shifts. And sometimes that's worked for Keith. Other times it's backfired. He's really grinded yeah. his top forwards at the start, and he realized that it wasn't sustainable. I thought guys started to settle in a little bit. Yeah. Um, it quieted down a touch. He got some really good goaltending from Joe Wall, which is always the formula to yeah. improve a coach's standing is, hey, you get some good goaltending. I would say that it's justified to have the conversation as the mm-hmm. season goes on. And I would say that if Toronto is still searching and they're not able to write this ship yeah. after the trip to Sweden, that's yeah. when it's going to get really loud. Yeah, American Thanksgiving a- is
1: the thing, right? It's like if you're in the playoffs it's- at American Thanksgiving, then it's like that's right. when it's, that's when you can, like that, that's when it like separates itself, basically.
0: Yeah. But they've, they've got four games this week. You and I were going over yeah. it and they're all high profile games, right? It's Tampa, it's uh, three Canadian games. Wednesday night hockey against
1: the Sens. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what I mean. You get, if you lose to, Tampa, you put a lot of pressure on yourself in a three Canadian markets where it's going to be loud, 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 an Ottawa team that you're supposed to still be ahead of yeah. a Calgary team. That's gotten out of the blocks horrifically. Yeah, and then a bad. Vancouver team that's, that's been exceeding expectations damn on fire. Their whole team has just had all of their studs basically show up for the year. And, yeah. and actually this, yes, you want the coaching narrative thing. My prediction as a guy who does this every single day. Yes. If they lose to Vancouver, Right, yeah. If they lose to Vancouver, it's you. Better believe that if I can do guess Nick Kiprios's brain on Monday show. Oh, oh yeah, okay. uh, Sammy. This that's is a what tough, a new that's coach.
1: A, that's a tough one to, to guess.
0: Sammy, this is what a new coach can do for a team. You bring yeah. in Talkit. He's got the pedigree. Guys respect him. All of a sudden, Pedersen's going. All of a well, sudden, Nemco's going. But I agree with him. I
1: love Talkit.
0: I'm a Talkit. I, I, the real Kiprin born is the Talkit show.
1: All we do, all, of them. all we do is just heap praise on the
0: it. That's our favorite thing. We had him on Friday and the boys are just glowing. Sammy. <laughs> but Sammy. Who would you rather have right now? Rick Docket or Sheldon Keith. Well, obviously I'd rather have talk Kipper. Yeah, it's a well, show. Talk I got it. It, talk <laughs>
1: it. Um they had early in our show, Kipper like was alluding mm-hmm. to the fact that the Leafs wanted Tocket as an assistant to to yep. um to uh, keith and then he didn't do it. He stuck with TNT.
0: Obviously, he's like, "I'm not going to be an assistant yeah, I remember coach." That. Remember that? No, it's that was like, widely reported. Yeah, yeah, it's a sliding doors moment. I <laughs> talked to I talked to him about it on when I, I had him on last year. And Talk it. I don't think that he confirmed it, but he said he mentioned that they had had talks, but maybe it didn't go yeah. as far down the line as yeah. some people said it did. But yeah, because he wanted to be a head coach, and he knew yeah, that and an opportunity really good like head coach. was going to end up going up. Yeah. yeah, he got to work on a TNT panel anyway. Uh, I don't, I don't really have much else from this game because I think we've kind of gone over everything in terms What'd of, what do you think of wall? Ah, uh, uh, like
1: thought, I some, thought Sammy should have started tonight. hundred percent. I know it probably wouldn't have mattered, but to me, if you're trying you to, it. but if you're trying to build up the, the, the confidence of your supposed starting goalie and he yeah. is absolutely spectacular on Thursday night against Boston, one of the main reasons they even get a point in that game, he was 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Good. He was like peak Sammy to me it's an mm-hmm. obvious spot coming home he was great on home ice last year and you just go back to him and kind of get his confidence back up it was an obvious spot to me to go back to Samsonov tonight i was surprised i don't think wall's the reason they lost by any stretch of the imagination like they at least stunk pretty bad but i, I really thought it was a good chance to go back to Samsonov and kind of build some confidence for him
0: i think that's fine except for yeah confidence giving up 40 shots against the well Sabres yeah team. i mean right
1: now looking at it probably better that he sat on the bench but uh yeah. going into mean. it i would have preferred samson off tonight
0: yeah i like these clips that joe has of the set of the wool saves i don't yeah. really think he made the one really spectacular save right before greenway tucked yeah and then That's he had a I'd breakaway say. save where it was more of a good back check by nylander who mm-hmm. worked his way back to force i can't remember who the shooter was on buffalo turka that yeah, that that had a decent shot, but yeah, never it really made too much of it. I thought Wool was fine. I didn't think that any were just uh, egregious stinkers. Yeah, maybe the one in transition you would have liked to have right the the goal right after Matthews tied it in the in the second period, yeah. but but outside of that, as a goalie that got a little bit hung out to dry by a team that was extremely lethargic yeah. for long stretches of hockey game.
1: I don't want um, to pick. I have one more quick thing for you, but I don't know what you have. I don't, I don't want to pick on Klingberg because he's been a whipping boy. But, man, that play at the end of the third period is infuriating. Like, soft wrister into traffic with no support. Awful. On an empty net? What? Like, look at, you got Matthews. If you're watching on YouTube or Sportsnet Plus, like, you have Matthews down below the dot wide open. Just, you have a minute left in the game. It's not 10 seconds. Have some patience, man. Like your whole thing is you're supposed to be able to walk the line. Look at this wrister. Where was that going? There was 20 guys in front of the net. There's 11 guys in the ice. And you're trying to filter a soft wrister through everybody when you have five of the best players in the world on the ice? It was an insanely bad decision. That just infuriated me. They deserve to lose, whatever. It's, it's a tough one. God, man, that's supposed to be your thing. Your decision-making up there is supposed to be your thing. If you're not doing that, what are you doing? I was so mad watching yeah. that.
0: I will say, and this is it was a, it's a really bad play. Yeah. But I don't think that John Klingberg in the year of our Lord 2023 is supposed to be playing 25 minutes in a hockey game. Yeah, no, and that's what tired brain registered tonight. Just a little bit. I, I just think, yeah, tired brain. They're yeah. they're they're running. They're basically playing four defensemen. Geo was over 22 tonight. Nice hit from our guy Lagasin tonight. Oh, yeah. What did the Raj play on the ice? Case for the 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 third goal against joie played, you want to guess? Uh yeah. How about I'll guess 355?
1: 454. Okay. Okay. Yeah, knew it
0: was low. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. they're, they're the Raj towards, at the Raj 40. 590. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I again, I think that if you play John Klingberg 25 minutes a night. He's yeah. going to do some Dumbo John Klingberg plays. And this is what I'm saying about, and, and I, I'm not trying to absolve him from responsibility no, or Sheldon Keith. It's just how, how is your blue line if you have an injury to Timothy Lilligren and you go, oh my God, it's, we're, we're playing journeyman AHL guys that can only play five minutes a night in the NHL without getting exposed to a Sabres team that should be dead tired. I know that the youngest team in the league, cool. they didn't look dead tired still just yeah i, I we had like, this conversation
1: before the season started dude about how worried we were about this depth on the back end we literally had this yeah. conversation like a hundred times with anyone who talks about the lease it was the biggest concern and it's all we're in november and they're like down to the raj 590 and and crushing it out there it's crazy yeah. it's like they might, actually, it. they,
0: they might have to actually they might
1: actually make they might actually to to make a trade they're so thin
0: yeah Man, they—I I never thought that I would miss Connor Timmins as much. And oh, yeah. bring back the savior! <laughs> like, Holy please, hell! Please bring back the savior. <laughs> what's the timeline on the savior? Get him out there. At least he can snap a puck around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what though? Lesson from William Lagesson to all the other players. Hey, if you mix in a hit just once in a while, people we will like ya. you here. Yeah, we like you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: had
0: butcher one it hit, butcher. One don't hit, care. <laughs> where he just, read. Yeah. He jumps down to the play. He levels my boy, Gergensen's boom and look at it. has it cut? He's got a pack. Laguson throws a hit. That's how soft this team is, is that oh we cut the one hit in the entire game. I was thinking this too. What a, the, if you're, if you're a paying customer, if you paid for your leaf stick at night, yeah. you saw the hat tricks. You get to tell people that and you're like, great. I lost the hat and the rest of the game was <laughs> absolute garbage. These guys these guys, owe the fans an apology for the way that they came out in this one. And I thought if you're the NHL and you're trying to have this big marketing campaign, right, of, hey, selling the game on the skill, the skill, the skill, this is your nightmare night. This is the thing. This is why hockey can't thrive on skill alone is that when you have two teams that don't have it, it's just not an overly exciting and interact. And that's with the best, honestly, the best goal scorer on the planet right now scoring a hat trick.
1: Can we can we bring up that the Legison hit one more time for me? How strong is your mm-hmm. boy, your Latvian boy? Because that is a 10 out of 10 guy gets plastered hit every time yeah. and Legison almost falls from it. Like and he's not looking at all. He catches it at the last second mm-hmm. and like it's still a big hit. But like if that's a, you know, a classic, that's truba on somebody, it's like that's a plaster and your boy, was it uh, Gergensen's? He just yeah. He's strong. Latvia is strong, bud.
0: No, he, he's definitely. Here's this. I'll say, this is some definitely. Gjergjonsen's is strong, but also that's William Lexing coming down the trade track. <laughs> that's Truba. Okay, like, that's Truba. Yeah, not Truba. Uh, so I think if it is Truba, <laughs> I, I think if it was Truba, then I'd be writing an obit. Like I I, I wouldn't be. like, <laughs> like this. This oh, is a difference. All yeah. if that's the case uh Okay, some rapid fire stuff. I did think this. Mm-hmm. How pissed would you be if you threw your hat, and then they overturned the goal?
1: Oh my god, I thought that was gonna happen. I'd be. I never would throw my hat. I wouldn't throw my hat. I
0: not. I would never throw my hat. You wouldn't throw your hat. I would throw my hat not. ten out of ten times,
1: buddy. I gotta. Tell I you. get it
0: if it's a hat you got because you're a hat collector, and if you got your hat like. If I'm, a going to the leaf game, Florida. if I'm going to the leaf game i'm wearing the a bucket buddy like i'm going to i'm going out for
1: the night i'm wearing the a leafs bucket i'm not i'm not i'm not wearing Chuck old skiddy joe to the game No
0: chance. i don't care i would, I, I would throw the hat i think that it's such a thing where it's a rare opportunity in life how often you're going to get to go to a game where you see a hat trick yeah. I, i'm chucking it 10 out of 10 times uh no question i don't care what the hat is unless it's you know my hat that he gave me on his deathbed yeah i'm I'm chucking it over the glass but i did have a moment where i thought oh man i wish i could have seen the cameras (laughs) during the the review they should have shown the cameras of the people that threw their hats just going (laughs) that was 50 bucks (laughs) that was that was a 50 dollar toss i'm already a grand in on tickets and beers
1: i'm scarred because i went to a world junior game back when it was like the mcdavid Mm -hmm. year um, and I went and Nick Patan scored a hat trick and I was wearing my dad's old Jofa bucket, and it was like the most mm. amazing bucket, and I got peer pressured by mutual friend Keegan Patterson into getting thrown it on the ice. I'm like, I'm not throwing like, it. You gotta throw it, you gotta throw it. And I threw it He's on right. the ice, immediate yeah. regret, like was so upset that I threw it on the ice, and I like went down after to like try to get it back. I was so upset that I threw it on the ice, and my dad was sour about it, like i i regret it to this day i play outdoor puck every week you know how good a bright red joke i'd be the bell of the ball every week buddy i'd be out there yogger, crushed it although i did cut my mullet so it wouldn't be as good but
0: uh, it, i good. regret it every day last thing uh, yeah. how cold is it at the arena where <laughs> oh. granado has to wear what a chilly guy he's a chilly it, granado <laughs> with the quarter zip underneath the suit poor chilly tone that's get this man <laughs> a blanket he still... is he <laughs> i just i watched, just uh i
1: watched killers of the flower moon on uh on wednesday yeah. night you know how they're all Too wearing like, those those like uh those like blankets get this man with yeah that's him he, he's, he's yeah.
0: freezing he's chilly <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if he has those hand warmers in his pockets, the ones that you crush up when you, he's holding them all game long, uh, he must have been so terrified that this game was going to go to overtime. He's just telling the boys on the bench, please get one, please get one. During the intermissions, he's running his hands under the sink and he's just more the the hot water. He's getting yeah. hot cocoa. I don't know. I just... That this is quite the look. I, right. I, I felt for the guy. Everybody's been cold before. I just never quite that cold. Where quarter zip underneath the suit on the bench.
1: I thought he might really fill out the the hockey mom look and put on like a North Face vest and some Uggs and yeah. be like sipping on <laughs> sipping on a French <laughs> yeah. vanilla or
0: something. <laughs> That's what I mean. I picture him with the beige gloves with the white lining, holding onto a cocoa on, on the bench. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good game tonight, guys giving them high anyway, oh, uh, we luck. had to run we were, bad luck, this is a lot it was a really bad look the quarter zip is red hot right now yeah. you're a quarter zip guy although you don't wear a shirt underneath you, you're not really one to talk when it comes to the quarter zip fashion because yeah. you go quarter zip no tea underneath which is greasy. Uh, greasy but yeah but that one's not a great one anyways uh, leave five stars on the podcast page subscribe review Uh, Hit the thumbs up on the YouTube button, and we will see you Monday night. For J.D. Bunker, Sam McKee, thanks for listening, thanks for watching.